You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Incline listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's Let's ride. Time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Incline. Uh, this is David Rosenthal here uh, with Kevin Klein. It's just going to be the two of us today. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, players are reporting to summer camp, as they're calling it, tomorrow. Um, but the main thing we're going to start with is some of you might have seen on the Internet the past couple of days, there was a small movement, per se, to try to cancel Vin Scully. Uh, and we're, we're going to, you know, we were, this is a podcast started, you know, uh, not started, but, uh, you know, supported by Dodgers Lowdown. Uh, and we were, you know, in, in, in the controversy per se. So we're going to each, you know, talk about where we stand on the matter. Uh, how's it going, Kevin? Doing good. Yeah, I'm excited that players report tomorrow. It's pretty weird to say that now in the summertime, but one step closer to sports resuming. That's a positive in this world. And yeah, some people tried to cancel Vince Scully and I'm not all right with that. So this is essentially like an out of left field episode. In its yeah, entirety. No, this is going to be a, a different kind of episode today. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, uh, what happened was uh, a Twitter user, um, you know, pointed out uh, and tried to use a 2017 Vince Scully quote, uh, basically out of context, to try to cancel uh, the Los Angeles sports and and global sports icon. Um, basically, the quote was his feelings on 
players taking a knee in the NFL. Uh, remember, this quote was from 2017. Uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily how he feels today. Um, but, Kevin, I'm going let to you, let you start with, with, with all this. All right. So I think it's in the best interest of the show and those users in general to keep everyone anonymous. But I think it was a pretty outrageous take on these people's part. I think they were essentially trying to defame a beloved legend in Los Angeles. And I don't know if that was for their own, you know, clout, as they call it, to gain popularity, but it certainly backfired. And I was pretty appalled by by one's actions. And I think it was very inappropriate. I could only imagine if any of Vin's family saw this online, I'm sure they would have been heartbroken and maybe even insulted that Dodgers fans would think downly upon Scully for essentially using his soul to the Dodgers for 67 years. And I'm glad overall that the Dodgers community, you know, essentially gave this person a lesson. Yeah, no, I mean, here's, here's my take. You're not canceling Vince Scully. Like, you're just not. And I'm not going to sit back and let you try to. Uh, this man is 92 years old. Let's, let's put that in perspective. And that's not an excuse to be, you know, uninformed or, or anything. But to use a 2017 quote against him to try to fit your narrative for 2020 is low. Uh, it's, it's sad. It's kind of pathetic. And it's, there's so many bigger issues and bigger, you know, more relevant people to quote so and so, so on and, and, you know, go after than, than Vin Scully. Uh, I mean, this man is, is a treasure. He's, you know, been through all of this, been through, you know, the civil rights movement, done, done all of this. Uh, and to use a 2017 quote against him is extremely, you know, just, just sad. Uh, and, you know, obviously you know, with Dodgers lowdown, both of you, both you and I write for them. And we, you know, we do this podcast. Um, we were kind of, you know, the whole site was kind of wrapped around in the middle of it. Uh, and while, you know, our, our owner, uh, you know, called the person out directly, uh, you know, so, and frankly, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, because there comes a point in time when it's too much. Uh, I agree. I, I'm not saying I agree with his 2017 comments because I don't. You know, obviously, you know, the entire country and the world has learned a lot since 2017, especially mm-hmm. on the kneeling issue. Um, and I'm on. I'm in the camp of I'm fully support players who want to kneel. I've been in that camp. Uh, but to use, you know, a quote from 2017 to go after Vin Scully, like just stop. We're not canceling Vin Scully. Like just stop. So like this person, yep. like, I mean, why the, the whole internet, you know, rallied around Vince Scully and, and, you know, this person and, and her, her or him's, uh, you know, 30, you know, supporters on the issue, like basically just got destroyed. Uh, and rightfully so, because I'm not going to stand by and let you try to try to do that to Vince Scully. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and pathetic, as I've said two or three times now, it's, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, there was some really interesting clap back by some of the people defending this user Twitter handle person. But one of the comments that really stood out to me was someone saying Dodgers Lowdown has like some kind of nerve following back people. And our comment was essentially, oh, the audacity for an account to 
follow it Dodger fan users. Yeah, I mean, that's your insult against us that we're going to try to engage with, with followers. Like, I mean, I guess. And I've heard – and let me, let me speak on another thing. I don't have anything against Dodgers Nation or Dodgers Yard specifically either. But I can tell you one thing that Dodgers Lowdown does not do. We do not live in the shadow of either of those sites. We definitely don't try to emulate any of those sites. So to, to try to, like, degrade us by saying those type of insults, you're just wrong again. And don't forget, someone said that our writing is, like, on the level of a ninth grader. Oh, yeah. No, I called that person out specifically. I, I won't, you know, drop the at here. Uh, but let's just say that person has never read an article before. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the controversy was, you know, basically took over the Internet for a day. Uh, you know, if you are just hearing about this for the first time, don't worry. Ninety five percent of the people were on Vince Scully's side that got put to bed real quick. Uh, but the bottom line is people just need to stop in general. Just just stop. In ge- just completely stop what you're doing and just stop trying to cancel people who don't yeah. agree with you. Like What's this, we're allowed to, you know, people are allowed to not be on the same side as you. That doesn't mean you have to cancel them. And who's to say Vince Scully hasn't changed his mind since then? Yeah, I, I think people are in for a very rude awakening if the Dodgers had won the World Series last year and certain players had accepted the invitation to the White House because I think it's pretty much given that not every single one of them is one party or the other. I think it's pretty mixed and I don't you know you can I mean everyone has their own right to like disown a player or hate a player because of how they you know side politically but at the end of the day like we watch these guys for our entertainment like we're fans because we like baseball and we like the Dodgers not because you know we like who they support politically or don't support politically Uh, so I'm just of the camp where people just need to let people live their own lives you know have their own ideas, have their own thoughts, uh, and hopefully, you know, be more understanding of each other. And again, I've said, I've said it from the whole time. I'm not, I don't agree with those 2017 comments from Vince Scully, but I respect that he's his own man, can say whatever he wants, and can think whatever he wants. But right. if I had a feeling, I would guess he would have had a change of heart by now, knowing a lot more about what the kneeling is about and what everything has, you know, after everything has transpired you know, cause he's smart. He's not stupid. Like he's not just, you know, stupid and, and not able to adapt his, his opinion. The whole argument that every white male over the age of 85 has conservative standpoints views is just absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Shouldn't, it's, there's just so much judgment these days and it's just automatically jumping to conclusions and it's, it's honestly disheartening, but um, you know, here we are. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No. I mean, don't try to cancel Vince Scully because it's not going to work out for you, period. Like, just shut up. Everyone who tries to do that, which was like five people max, just shut up forever, please. Thank you. All right. Now we can talk some baseball. Mentioned already tomorrow, Dodgers players are going to report to camp, summer camp, as they're calling it. Makes more sense than calling it spring training 2.0 or spring training, et cetera, because it's summertime. And first thing I want to talk about is so far there's been four players who have confirmed they're not participating this season. It all started with Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Mike Leake. And then following that was two Washington Nationals, 
I guess it's a little easier for them since they just won the World Series. But the longtime Nat Ryan Zimmerman is sitting out, as well as the underwhelming starting pitcher Joe Ross. And then today, Ian Desmond of the Colorado Rockies has announced his decision as well. I can respect all of their individual decisions because it's very personal. And at the end of the day, family first, especially if you have a newborn, you got to be there to support your wife. So the Rockies responded with a signing and it's former Dodgers outfielder, Matt Kemp getting another opportunity. It'd be pretty cool to see Matt Kemp hit some bombs in Coors Field, but not against the Dodgers. So David, turn it back to you. Do you expect every Dodger to participate this season? Or do you have any comments regarding any of the news I just dropped? Um, Yeah. Well, first off, I respect any player's decision to sit out. Um, I mean, this is bigger than baseball. People have families and people have to look out for themselves and their families. Uh, But to your second question, I I do think there'll be one or two Dodgers to sit out. Uh, I think the candidates, the the realistic candidates for people who are going to sit out, uh, are AJ Pollock, who has a newborn in the NICU, um, and Scott Alexander, who is immunocompromised and a type 1 diabetic. Uh, I think there's some dark horse candidates like Joe Kelly, who just had a baby, Clayton Kershaw had a baby, and Kenley Jansen, who has his own heart issue. Uh, but if you've been following Kenley at all this during this saga, he's looking like he's ready to go. Um, So I think Pollock and Alexander are the two I would think would probably sit out. Um, Pollock, you know, I I think he's was on, you know, had some tough luck last year and I think he was due for a rebound this year, but I know, I know some Dodgers fans won't won't be too upset about if if Pollock sits out. Yeah. Or Alexander. Me and Jake talked about Pollock. Uh, on the last episode and we both are optimistic he's going to rebound pretty nicely scott alexander (laughs) this is a different subject but i guess if i had to pick between adam Kaleric, i might go alexander at this point just because Kaleric has looked really terrible against righties in this uh spring even though it was three months ago yeah and with the three batter rule now he's he's gonna have to face a bit more righties yeah so that ties us in to the next segment of the show, summer camp. And we already did a spring training preview, but that was like over three months ago, as I just said. Yeah. So now we're back to square one. So let's talk about some Dodgers that we're going to keep our eye out on. And I'll start with my guy first, then we'll go to you, and then we'll just do a little back and forth. For me, uh, Alex Wood is probably the big one for me because at the moment he is supposed to be in the rotation. His intention of signing with the Dodgers was to be a starter. But now that we're in a 60-game scenario, there's a lot less wiggle room. And if you're going to come out of the gates with two or three bad starts, then I think it's next man up. So Alex Wood, to me, really has to show he is ready for the show. Otherwise, he's got to go to the bullpen immediately because realistically, the Dodgers don't have many games that they can spare to lose. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I think – that fifth starter spot is going to be the one to watch because there's a ton of candidates. You got Gonsolin, May, Stripling, all ready to go. Uh, but Roberts has already said uh, the first go around through the rotation, this, he's going to have his starters go for about four 
for maybe five innings. So we're going to get, we're going to see a lot of piggyback starts to, to begin the season. But at the end of the day, uh, the Dodgers are going to be playing 40 games within the NL West. Uh, so if they take care of business like they're, you know, like they should, uh, that fifth starter, starter spot won't really matter because they'll go to a fourth, uh, a four man rotation during the playoffs. So it's just going to be, you know, riding the hot hand. Uh, but the thing I, you know, the thing that's going to be interesting to watch is how Dave Roberts manages this season. Yeah. Uh, he's had his struggles that are well documented. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he treats every game. Um, because obviously this is a season that's going to be a hundred games less than a normal season. And there's barely any room for error. So if Roberts is managing, like, you know, he's got months and months of time on his hands where the Dodgers are going to be in trouble. Yeah. The good news is that, yeah, 40 games against the NL West, which big advantage to the Dodgers, especially when you look at the other managers within the division, none of them really scare me. The Giants have Gabe Kapler, really unproven with Philadelphia. The Padres have Tingy or whatever his name is, some rookie manager. I'm sure he'll be fired in two years, although I don't want to be quoted on that because that'd be a really bad hot take if they – win a world series angler <laughs> and then uh the diamondbacks have tory lavello he's really fallen off the last couple of years don't know what he's he's encouraged his players Wait. to tank he's encouraged his players to tank games so that the dodgers don't win a division so that's one thing i don't really respect and then the rockies um bud black oh yeah bud black former padre manager so, yeah, I think the Dodgers could easily win 26 to 30 games against the NL West. I think that's a kind of a yeah. fair estimate. Um, other than that, the, the 30-man roster to start the first 15 days, that's pretty big for the Dodgers. That should allow guys like Dustin May and McKinstry, who were fringe players who probably would have missed the cut uh, back in March. Now I think they're going to be on this uh, opening day roster for sure. And Dustin May is one of those guys I expect to piggyback and I'm excited to see what he brings. Yeah. And another thing about the 60 game season is that means the Dodgers who are notorious for putting training wheels on their pitchers uh, can take all that off because there's not going to be, you're not going to be seeing any pitcher, you know, go over capacity in terms of an innings limit. So May, Urias, Gonsolin, all these guys, you don't have to, you know, have any limits on these guys. You can, you can let them right. loose. Um, so this is – like you mentioned, the 30-man roster is definitely going to benefit the Dodgers. It goes down to 28 uh, the week after and then back down to 26. Um, but Dodgers are one of the deepest teams uh, in the country, in, in, the, in the league. And, uh, you know, this is going to play into their hand as long as they, you know, don't get off to that historically slow start that they've been, you know, semi-known for. Um, if they play their game, players get hot early, should be a cakewalk to get in the playoffs, that is. All right. And the DH. And the DH. I mean, I know how you think this is going to be a, you know, a downside for the Dodgers. And I hear your point because I, your point basically, from what I understand, is that it gives other teams an edge. Uh, when the Dodgers wouldn't necessarily even need that extra hit. Yep. But, but um, you know, it's not like the Dodgers don't have guys they can plug into that DH to make their lineup, you know, even better. 
so you're going to see guys like Edwin Rios a lot more, uh, Matt Beatty, uh, especially if AJ Pollock sits out. You're going to see these guys a lot. And, you know, a, a sleeper guy I, I do want to mention is, you know, if Cody Thomas, you know, picks up where he left off in spring training, he's going to be a factor because they're not going to keep that guy on the taxi squad if he's hitting like he was. They're just yeah. not, especially with a DH. Uh, so, you know, guys like Cody Thomas, Zach Rex, any of these guys, DJ Peters, if any of these guys get off to a hot start in, in summer camp and, and, you know, maybe they make the 30-man roster and they play well, they're, they're not going anywhere. This is a complete free-for-all this year, and the Dodgers aren't going to, you know, cater to their normal strategy of save the young guys for later. Yeah, definitely agree. A lot of sleeper options for sure. So it's very exciting to see how this lineup is going to roll out, which that has me wanting to ask you. I want you to predict what the Dodgers opening day lineup is going to be, assuming everyone is all in, no one's hurt, sits out, et cetera. And they'll be facing more than likely, well, it's supposed to be the Giants and Johnny Cueto. So we'll see if that remains. So let's assume it's a right-hander, right-hander on the mound. What's your lineup going to be? All right. Bet's leading off. Playing right. Muncie playing first, second. Turner, third. Bellinger in center, batting fourth. Probably Peterson uh, playing left, batting fifth. Okay. Seeger batting sixth, shortstop. Pollock is probably going to get the start, uh, DH. Lux at second, and Smith behind the plate. I would agree with all those. The one thing that I don't know if I'm going to agree with, because I've actually seen it in a lot of lineups, and so you're not the only one. They have Jock Peterson batting fifth. I don't know if that's a very appropriate position for Peterson to be hitting in. There's a lot of pressure, and Jock's never been the best when it comes to driving guys in. I actually think Corey Seager is going to hold on to the fifth spot. He pretty much had it all year long last year. He only lost it towards the end in the postseason, but he was facing some very tough pitchers. So I'm going to go Seager fifth and probably Jock sixth or seventh. That's my only thing. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see what they do at, at second base because um, they got three you know, good options. Right. Uh, and, you know, in a normal season, you probably wouldn't see Lux immediately, you know, being the opening day starter just because he's young and it's the Dodgers. Uh, but if it's a right-hander, he has a hot spring, I, I think, you know, he gets the nod. And maybe you put, you know, if Pollock sits out, you put Kike or, or Taylor at DH or, or, or in the field. I agree with all those points. The next subject of news that must be brought up is poor Andrew Tolles going through a lot these days. He was just arrested last week for, I guess his charge was trespassing. Yeah. Battling a lot of demons these days. So it's unfortunate that the former Dodger outfielder, I know he's still on the roster technically, but he hasn't played in a couple of years. Going through a lot. Got some, I think it was schizophrenia and other psychological disorders. So I really uh, extend my prayers to Andrew Tolles and his family. Hopefully everything could get assorted and, you know, yeah. not I mean, gonna it, yeah. 
it's a really sad situation overall. Um, there's not much we can say on the issue other than we're thinking of him. Um, you know, it was really sad. Bob Nightingale actually had a really good article on it today, um, just on what's been going on with him the past, you know, couple years, honestly. I mean, he was in and out of mental institutions. I think it was 18 of them. You know, he was arrested in Hong Kong. Um, so there's just a whole lot going on and all we can do is, you know, think of him and, and his family and hope, you know, he gets the help that he needs. And, and I don't, you know, care if he plays for the Dodgers again. I just hope he's, you know, okay overall in the long run. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's all I have to say about the Andrew Tull subject, you know, yeah. would love to see a comeback story of him back on the field one day. It'd be really awesome. Maybe they can make it into a movie. That'd be pretty epic. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, you know, other than that, you know, just waiting for the schedule to come out. I think it's really something I'm looking forward to breaking down because I do think it's going to be pretty essential when, when and where the Dodgers are. You know, the Astros are going to be in this, the Athletics. So I'm curious to see if they're going to be slotted in towards the beginning of this 2020 campaign or at the end because those could be some big games. Yeah, we don't really know how the uh, interleague play is going to go this year. Uh, you know, they, they say it's going to be 20 games, um, but they also are trying to limit travel. So you may play, you know, more than, you know, the, the four games against a different team. Uh, you know, it may be six, it may be eight, uh, you know, maybe against the Angels. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, those Astros games, you know, should generate quite a bunch of revenue for MLB. Uh, and, it, you know, another thing I saw today was the A's are offering fans the chance to send in a picture of themselves and get a cardboard cutout of themselves placed in the stadium. Huh. Uh, and if a foul ball hits it, they will send you the ball. Oh, wow. uh, so another, this is just another way the MLB, you know, can get creative to sell revenue, uh, to, to make revenue. Uh, the NFL was talking about, you know, putting advertisements on empty seats. So, you know, when the TV shows it, you get, you know, advertising revenue. So I'm tired of the MLB, you know, crying poor. There's plenty of ways you can, you can make money here. Be creative. Uh, so let's – enough, uh, you know, MLB owners crying. Uh, let's just make sure this season is able to be conducted safely. Uh, we'll see how the virus progresses in the next few weeks in terms of how that's going to affect things. Uh, hopefully it doesn't, uh, but you never yeah. know. Uh, Yo, so, we'll so word on the street is that to generate some revenue, MLB is going to offer teams to put some brands on their jerseys. Yep. So I want you to pick one brand. I don't want it to be one that you think it's going to be. I want you to pick one that you want to be on their Dodgers jersey. Who do you want sponsoring the Dodgers? Benihana. <laughs> Easy, no-brainer. Best restaurant around town. Put Benihana right on the uh, left side of the chest. Let everyone know what's up. Um, I, think the, I think the Dodgers already have an agreement with, I think it's Nike or, or, or someone. Uh, but it should be Benihana, no doubt. Nice. What, let's hear yours. All right. I'm going to go food as well. I'd love to see Domino's. I'm not going to lie. And Domino's? Why? <laughs> So why it's pretty funny. I think it was back in like 2008 or so Domino's was actually ranked the worst 
pizza chain in America. They were tied for dead last with Chuck E. Cheese. Well, Domino's was like, we ain't going to have that reputation last for long. So with the CEO change, they totally rebranded themselves. They changed the recipe. And now, in my opinion, they've become the supreme fast food pizza delivery service oh, dude, they have no. to offer. I mean, Domino's is, it's, it's there. It's, you know, available for you, but that's their, that's their redeeming quality. The food is, is it's pizza and it's available, but you know, Supreme pizza place. Absolutely not. Well, what's better than Domino's for fast food? Any, any other place. Yeah. You're so you're telling me little Caesars is better. Yeah, Little Caesars can can get go ahead of Domino's for sure. Pizza I mean, Hut? It, Pizza Hut is underrated. Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut gets a bad rap. Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut used to be like a gourmet experience too. People used to go there and like sit down and like eat. Like before it got like all you know global and fast food chainy. Like that yeah. was like a that was like a restaurant. Pizza Hut is like the New York Knicks of franchises. They were once very revered, very respected. They had a very good recipe, and then they just let it all go downhill. And now I can't even handle one slice of Pizza Hut. It's disgusting. Domino's is, you know, if it's 3 a.m. and there's nothing else there, you know, Domino's, you know, will be there for you. So I, I respect <laughs> it for, you know, always answering the you up text. But, uh, you know, in terms of quality, uh, no, I mean, I'll eat it if I have to. That's the nicest thing I could say about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is coming from a guy who is big on supplantation, but they're cool. Oh, rest in peace, by the way. Supl- hey. You mentioned Chuck E. Cheese. They're, they filed for bankruptcy, too. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining about that. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese probably should have been, like, the first place to, to go bankrupt. That place was gross. Like, as a kid, you loved it, but, like, even as a kid, like, you would be, like, oh, this place is kind of <laughs> gross. Like, I don't know if I want to, like, touch, go in the play structure and, like, touch, like, oh, kind of gross. But they're, like, and their their mascot is a rat, like. Yeah, on. Chuck E. Cheese. Didn't even think of this as a kid, but that might be the most disgusting place I've ever call, crawled through. Oh, for sure. I think it built up our immune systems. Like, I think anyone who, like, crawled in the Chuck E. Cheese play structure, like, may have a better chance of not contracting coronavirus. Like, I can't confirm that, but, like, that definitely built up our immune systems, no doubt. I hope so. I hope so. Um, what else on your mind, David? What else do you want to talk about? There's not much MLB going on, but, you know, I'm sure we can find something. Well, uh, one more thing I want to talk about is what are we going to do if Mookie Betts sits out? And what are we going to do if Mookie Betts, you know, isn't that good? Like, how how are the Dodgers going to do? Like, what okay. do you think is going to happen? For I mean, if I guess they go hand in hand. I don't think Mookie Betts is going to sit out. I don't think we necessarily have to talk about that. But what if he's yeah. just you know run of the you know run of the mill average you know player? Like, is that now I know is, he, is he Josh so Reddick bad or is he uh, is or is he like 2019 AJ Pollock? Uh, let's split the difference. He's better than Josh Reddick, but a little worse than prime AJ Pollock last year. Okay. 
Okay, well, for me, you know, honestly, I don't think Mookie Betts has to be 2018 Mookie Betts. He doesn't even have to be 2019 Mookie Betts. For me, I just want consistent production at the leadoff spot. You know, if he can bat 270 with a 340 on base percentage, will I be a little disappointed? Sure. But ultimately, I just want his presence to make the entire Dodgers lineup better. So, you know, it's kind of like Manny Machado. He was just okay for the Dodgers, but his prime moment was honestly the 2018 NLCS. And I think a lot of people forget how good he actually was in that series. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, you know, if he becomes a free agent and he's asking for 12 years Bryce Harper kind of money, honestly, I would probably be in favor of him walking. But if he's going to be productive and he wants the 12 years, then sure, give it to him. But I do think that this is a very important season for Mookie Betts. It'll be really interesting to see if he goes the one-year option so that he has 162-game sample size to go off of. Mm -hmm. Or if he just bets on himself and he tests the free agent market. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the storyline in the offseason for sure. Uh, Because there's no doubt the free agency markets are going to be basically dry. Yeah. Uh, You know, we've talked about this before. There is – you can count on one hand who are the serious suitors of Mookie Betts. Um, So I think the smart move, you know, as long as, you know – I mean, there's the risk of being injured – but I think, you know, a prudent move may be to take a one-year, you know, $20, 30000000 million contract and, and hope the market has, you know, returned to normal after uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think he just needs to get on base, uh, be the threat, you know, be in, you know, pitchers' minds that, oh, it's Mookie Betts, I got to, you know, be careful, and then have, you know, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, you know, clean up for him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree. I think – the expectation shouldn't be too high uh, because I think his presence alone adds a lot to this roster, obviously. Uh, and the de- the defense will be there for sure. I mean, you know, the defense doesn't ever go away. So, you know, it's, it's the two sides of the coin there. Yeah. All right. Give me your world series prediction on <laughs> June, June 30th, oh, 2020. God. Okay. I'll just give you the entire postseason bracket because as of of today there's no expanded postseason correct me if i'm wrong you're correct okay so nl side of the things dodgers reds braves or sorry i got that wrong dodgers will take on the phillies who are going to win their wild card game and the reds will play the braves the braves will face the dodgers in the nlcs the dodgers will then beat the braves so they're going to go to the world series and they're going to face the Oakland Athletics. And? I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> okay, well, there, there's your answer. Um, that was actually my prediction as well. Dodgers A's in the World Series. Uh, I think the Yankees are going to stumble. Uh, they're going to get in the playoffs. I yeah. think Garrett Cole uh, will miss the Astros pitching coach, uh, who has done a lot for him. Um, he has done a lot for Justin Verlander too, although Justin Verlander may have had some help from, uh, you know, some other, uh, conspicuous sources too. I'm not uh, specifically <laughs> accusing him of anything, but just implying it. 
so yeah, I think Cole is going to miss that Astros pitching coach. Uh, we'll be interested. I'll be interested to see if he can take what he learned with him. Yep. Uh, but I think the Yankees, Astros, and A's are the three best teams in the AL. Uh, and frankly, in the NL, anyone can 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 win it. In my opinion, uh, I think the Padres are going to be have a lot of success this year. Uh, no, I think no, they get no. they get into the playoffs, but no. I think they they run into a buzzsaw <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, Braves are going to be good. Phillies are going to be good. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it all it all depends on the Dodgers pitching, in my opinion. The offense is going to be there. Uh, the pitching is going to have to uh, you know take shape early. We're not going to have time for these pitchers to get into a groove. Uh, but luckily, you know what I think the shortened season does play into the Dodgers' hands with having Kershaw and Price on the roster. Okay, well, we're going to save the NL West slash probably AL West now prediction show because that's lined up in a few weeks. So you, you'll want to all tune into that one because that's going to be good. But I can't wait to just completely bash the Padres because I am not going to ride that bandwagon just yet. I actually think there's a team in the NL West that people are sleeping on. And it's not Arizona. It's not San Francisco, obviously. They're in Colorado. They got one pitcher, maybe two pitchers. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that if they get in the playoffs, I think Trevor Story wins the National League MVP, who's going off at plus uh, 50 to 1 odds right now, by the way. Yeah, I saw you make that tweet out. You pointed that out, and no Rockies going to win MVP. They make the playoffs. I'm telling you, Trevor Story, one of the most underrated players in baseball. <laughs> He's going to win an MVP in his career. You watch. Okay, I'm going to hold you. Might not be that. this year, but he's going to win an MVP in his career. There's I think been, he, he'll be the best shortstop in the MLB one day. Pretty soon. There's been one Rocky in franchise history to win the MVP, and it was a Hall of Famer in Larry Walker. We'll see. So not even Nolan Arenado has captured an MVP despite all those RBIs. It also would be pretty Dodgers if they went like 50 and 10 and then just like lost in the first round of the playoffs to like the Padres. Why are you doing this? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would be like very, very Dodgers. This is not what the fans want to hear right now. The fans are with me on that. We've all seen what happens in the past, and we're all just ready to be, you know, proven wrong, frankly. Well, here's a real stat, whether you like it or not. The last four teams that the Dodgers have lost to in the postseason were the World Series champion. Yeah. Asterisk or not, so. (laughs) Hey, the Dodgers went, uh, I think it was 51-9 and during a stretch in 2017, so it's possible. Yeah. Okay, other than that, I'm honestly out of topics. Once the schedule comes out and spring training, which is just around the corner. I just blew that. Summer camp is just around the corner. <laughs> we, got, we got more to talk about. Yeah. Any final um, thoughts, David? No, you know, uh, I'm ready for baseball again. I don't know how many times I got to say that until baseball comes back. Uh, but this is going to be an exciting year. It's basically the only time we'll ever get like a March Madness style of a baseball season. 
so hopefully, you know, all these guys stay healthy. Hopefully, you know, Mookie Betts is, is Mookie Betts. And, uh, you know, we finally, you know, break the curse of uh, 88. And also, again, don't cancel. You're not canceling Vince Scully. <laughs> so just stop trying and shut up. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to The Incline, and we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.